everyone. Welcome back to Rise and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of four Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Grace. I'm Sophie. I'm Ava. And I'm Lauren. And today we are once again going to switch gears into a little bit more of a serious topic. These past couple weeks, we've been having fun. We recently just recorded an episode about X. We need to talk about something a little bit more serious. We are completely shifting gears, and today we are going to discuss school shootings. Um, this is a really serious topic, and we will be talking about gun violence. So, if that's something that triggers you, then we encourage you to click off and check out our different episodes. We have a very wide range as a podcast, so mm-hmm. uh, you can totally find something else. But the reason why we are talking about this topic is because on November eighth, there was a school shooting near us. Um, it was at Ingram High School, which is in Seattle. We are located on Mercer Island, so it's right across the bridge. And it shocked us all because we always see school shootings on the news, but the fact that it happened so close to us really brings light to the issue. And it honestly made me feel very scared, worried, and unsafe. Um, just in the year of 2022, there have been 600 mass shootings. And there hasn't been a single week where there wasn't a mass shooting. And out of those 600, 46 of them were school shootings. That's insane. I know. That's like it, it shouldn't be happening in the first place. And the fact that the number is so big almost desensitizes us to the topic. But this is kind of bringing us back in. And as students, there's not much we can do. We're not lawmakers. We can't directly help. But what we can do is share our perspective on this topic. And that's what we're going to do today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I found out that there was a shooting across the bridge, I wasn't shocked. I was like, okay, I knew this was going to happen. But like, it's easier when it's in like a different state because it seems really far away. And I feel like on Mercer Island, we have like an illusion of complete safety because we're pretty isolated and the community is quite small. Um, but it made me realize that like it is possible. Like there are people who can do that and who will do that. And um, it's becoming increasingly more common. So like you see them in the news every week, but it kind of shocked me because I recognize like where it was and like how close we are to it. So it was pretty shocking. Um, Even just today, we had a lockdown drill and it like nobody really takes them seriously because we all kind of realize the absurdity of what we are trying to do to protect ourselves. Like, Like realistically, locking yourself in a room doesn't that just make you more vulnerable? And there's like, there's a ton of things I question about how we do lockdowns. And like, I think everybody understands that they're important, but it just seems absurd. Like it, we feel like sitting ducks when we're sitting there. And it's like, if there was an actual shooter, we would not have like a very good chances. Cause you know, just cause you turn off the lights doesn't mean there's nobody there. Yeah. It's like, why would a school be empty on Tuesday at 10 AM? Like it, 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 it's just absurd. Oh, and, wait, I just thought of something. And what if, you know how a lot of the times it's like students that are the shooters? Yeah. They know stop, the, they stop, know bro. what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being locked in the room with that person. Grace and I last year had this French teacher. Um, and every time there would be a lockdown drill, which was like almost always we had a lockdown drill wall in her class. She would talk to us about how, you know, like if this is real, don't listen to the people on the PA system and like hide get out of the building and text your friends and ask them if they know where the person is right now so you can find the exit that is furthest away from them run in zigzags and if the person is trying to come in the door of the room like take your desk take your like 
textbook and throw it at them. And it was really interesting to have her be like that because it's so opposite from, like, what this one teacher I had last year would say where she was very, like, by the book. She was like, if everyone isn't silent right now and hides and puts the shades down, then, you know, whatever, whatever. She was very by the book about it, and it was just, like, night and day. And that French teacher, I think, she knew what she was doing. No, yeah, for sure. It just, like, makes me so... I I don't know... It's very nice to know that these teachers want to protect us. Like the French teacher, she literally said that, you know, we all need to run. And she was going to be the one, like, picking up chairs and, like, hurling it at the potential shooter. Um, But I read in the Washington Post article that we will cite um, that out of, like, the 36, 37 people, so students who died from school shootings this year, um, like a third of them were school staff and teachers. Really, Ooh. and that just goes to show that like these teachers are not joking around when they say that like you know you guys are first. I will protect you guys, and that almost makes me like so like sad. The fact that like a student is you know hurting people around them, and then someone who cares so much for students is you know yeah. It's in like the teachers didn't sign up to be our bodyguards yeah. and they didn't sign up to have to learn how to like use a weapon or whatever or disarm somebody it's like it's not supposed to be their job but um, that's what it's turned into yeah today I think it's pretty relevant and I think we're lucky because on Mercer Island I mean oh I can't even I can't even tell if it's true but I do feel like we're a pretty safe community um, compared to like the other places around us but uh, we can never be sure and that's kind of the worst part I remember like a couple years ago when school shootings became more prevalent at first, people were like, oh, I don't know if I want to go to school today. I never really felt like that for some reason, but I can understand it. And like if there was a legitimate threat, like I would not be showing up. I would be running for the hills. And in our school district, we've also had like bomb threats. Yeah. I, you know? Yeah. So there's like, I don't know. No, there was a bomb threat when we all were in sixth grade mm-hmm. and it was during my lunch. And the fire alarms went off, which was weird. And we were like, okay, it's probably just a fire drill. So we go outside. It's like February. It's freezing cold. I didn't bring my jacket because why do you bring your jacket to lunch? Mm -hmm. And I get cold the next day. Or no, I don't. I get get sick. (laughs) (laughs) And I get sick the next day. But that, or actually, that doesn't matter. Anyway, it's she gets cold, but only one day later. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, so fire alarms go off, and so we all go outside, and everyone's swinging around, and none of us have an idea of what's going on. Mm. Mm. We later find out that it was a bomb threat for the middle school. Yeah. And we get, like, bussed over to a community center, which is, like, I feel also a bad call because then you're gathering everyone else in this one space again. Mm -hmm. And, like, it took you an hour to get to the community center because all the parents knew and they were trying to get there. So I think the execution of a lot of the protocols in place are not as good as what they are, like, thought of as. Like, mm-hmm. today in my lockdown drill, um, we couldn't find, like, the black shade that you put over the window, so this oh. kid just used his coat. Mm. Um, yeah, so there's, there's, I think there's a lot of loopholes, a lot of problems with the protocols that are in place for this, and it's dumb that you have to even think about it as well. So it, there's just a lot of problems all over the place. Yeah, and, like, the drills... They're not preventative. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. if there's an active shooter in the building, no matter how many black shades you have, no matter how many locks you lock, someone's going to get hurt 
or no yeah someone's gonna get hurt <laughs> yeah. so we need to think about how we can prevent it before that person even has access to a firearm or that person even has like thoughts about you know hurting people in their school yeah i remember they used to have like these things where it's like if you see these signs you should contact an adult immediately mm-hmm. it was always very interesting to me because it's like I think that was how one of the things, like, there was this thing that was circulating around. I keep on saying thing. But anyways, there was something that was circulating around. They were like, oh, X person is going to bring a gun, so you should stay home from school. But, like, I'm pretty sure everyone went to school that day. And, like, I don't think anything was done about it either. Wow. Wait, like, this happened? Like, I think it was, year, like, right? was it? I think it was in middle school. And also, it's, like, interesting how it happens, like, so early. Because I remember the first lockdown I had was in kindergarten. And it was, like, a real thing. Where... <gasps> Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. I don't remember much, but I remember being in my kindergarten classroom and we were all huddled by like the books. And I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure, I don't know when I found out that this was real, but I eventually found out. And I remember my teacher was like sitting us in the corner and she was trying to calm us all down. And we were all like really quiet. I think we all understood that it was like a big deal. And I don't really remember much, but I think I remember seeing somebody walk down the hallway and I wasn't sure if it was like a school administrator, like patrolling, Mm -hmm. or if it was like the person that could have killed us or something yeah. it was like so crazy because i just remember everyone started running like i was in lunch at the time and we all just started running and then like the teachers were out there and were like come in come in and i remember this one teacher and he was like come on come on and it was like a fifth grade classroom i was like whoa this is like crazy <laughs> but then afterwards i was like wow that's like that's insane oh yeah i remember yeah. a couple kids were like out in the hallway that we had to let into our class Mm-hmm. I remember I was in half-day kindergarten, so I got pulled out of school. Like, my day was over oh. by the time you guys had the lockdown. Um, but I think what happened was an ex-convict just got out of jail. His grandma or something lived by our school, and the people were worried that he would go to his grandma's house to get, like, money or something and then mm. come over to the school. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's I'm what it was. Sure. Yeah, I remember. It was something it was like, like that. It was like yeah. somebody in the perimeter. Like they weren't. I mean, were they in the school? I don't no, know. They I think not. they were speeding down West Mercer Way. You know. Yeah. Like, down the West Mercer, so it was really close to the school. So this police lake got. I don't even know. It was yeah. such a blur. But. It was so weird. Like I didn't even know if it was real or not. But we were in there for like a while. I think. Yeah. It's probably best we don't remember much. <laughs> yeah, because it was like we were so little. Like now that we think about it, like. In the moment, it wasn't like that. But, like, looking back, we were probably only, like, five or six years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be... It's pretty scary to think about. And, like, if that were to happen now, I know there's a lot of people who'd be like, I would stop the shooter. But, like, being brave is so hard. And, like, mm-hmm. in the moment, you're going to want to save yourself. So it takes a lot of bravery. And, like, I really have a lot of respect for the teachers. And I guess there have been a lot of students, too, who have, like, you know, lost their lives trying to... Uh, stop somebody and, and many of them have succeeded so you know there's a lot to be said about that there's a lot of people who do make a difference uh, some of them are our age you know some are older and younger but that takes like a lot of bravery and as much as I'd like to think I'd be a hero I know deep down I would not I'd be running because that's scary obviously and it's like it takes a lot to do that mm-hmm. and like they're so brave but they shouldn't have to be brave you know they shouldn't have to like give up their lives to do this like, you should be able to go to school and not worry about, like, getting killed or, like, giving up your life to save your peers. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a really confusing and upsetting thing to talk about, especially at, uh, at our age. Mm. And, again, like Ava said, like, we shouldn't have to talk about it. 
And what's really frustrating is that our lawmakers and our leaders aren't doing anything about it. I saw this, I don't know if you guys in your block classes look at a lot of like political cartoons. That's Oh yeah, wait, oh, okay. no, we do. Kind, kind of, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this one political cartoon um, and it was like this, uh, like some sort of leader, like sitting at his desk in front of a camera and he had like no emotion on his face. And then he suddenly like st- started like tearing up and talking about like he was basically making a statement about a shooting that happened but there was like a guy on the sidelines with like the script and like the lawmaker was like reading off or not the lawmaker the leader was like reading off the script and it showed like how that same exact scenario um is the leader's response to like all these different shootings that have happened they just like switch the script out and i don't know it's just like yeah yeah our, our leaders seem so, like, phony. Like, they're not doing anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I normally I'd just kind of be like, yeah, well, there's been this, this, and this in action. And, you know, this happens everywhere else. No, it doesn't. This is an America problem. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, I saw this infographic a while ago that was, like, days of gun violence in a calendar year for each of these countries. America, it was in the hundreds and thousands. And then you look at, like, Japan, you look at... You know, other countries where New Zealand, like other countries where they really have it on lock, then it was like one day, two days, three days. Mm-hmm. It is an American yeah. problem, and it's really hard to understand, like, why it's happening and, like, why the people in charge have not figured out a solution. Because obviously, there's not much we can do, but we're the ones that feel most passionate about it. But it just never feels like we can do anything that'll make a dent in the problem. Yeah, actually. When the um, Ingram shooting happened, Jesus. when the Ingram shooting happened, um, my dad asked me. He was like, "Are you gonna skip school again today?" And again. the re- <laughs> no, again, <laughs> again. Um, like he's like, he's like, he's like, whatever. Like mm-hmm. if she goes to school, I'm thankful. Um, but it's because when I was in middle school, there was a huge shooting that happened, and I actually, as a sixth grader. I took the bus all the way to downtown Portland and that was like a 30 minute bus ride and then I like marched in the streets of downtown Portland I was like you know I still remember the chant it was like hey hey ho ho the NRA has got to go and I'm not joking like we literally like I was like 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 you alone yes this (laughs) is I know. And then my parents were freaking out because they were like, why is she in like downtown Portland? And like the attendance office was like, they were like calling my parents like Grace Go isn't, you know, in class. And I was like in downtown Portland. And then the day after I got all of like, um, like my ecology class to make like posters and we like put them up on the lockers and it was like this like cute little moment. But it's so sad that literally let's see sixth grade we're in 11th grade mm-hmm. what is, that's five years. okay yeah. thank you sophie um five years later nothing has changed yeah mm-hmm. i am no longer um chanting in the streets of you know the city and i'm not you know making posters but i feel like this is one way to advocate for change mm-hmm. i feel like this is the best way we can do it And so lastly, um, we wanted to directly address Ingram High School and all the students there, the staff, everybody who uh, had to be there during that shooting or was around during that shooting. 
Lastly, we'd like to mention that we understand this is kind of something that's affecting most of our demographic, and I know it can be hard to deal with on your own. So if if you ever want to talk to us, our DMs are open, our email is open. Uh, we'll always be there to talk, and if you're feeling unsafe in any sort of situation, it's always best to talk to a trusted adult. And I know that's not you know the best thing that we could say. I wish we could have a more clear solution, but we're not there yet, and. Uh, we're hoping that someday we will be, and we're hoping that our safety will continue to get better and better as we try and make more change. Um, but sadly, the world isn't there yet. Um, so we we encourage everybody to stay safe. Yeah. Again, our DMs are open, so you can find us on Instagram at Rice and Shine Podcast, or if you want to send us an email, our email is Rice and Shine Pod at Gmail dot com. And again, if you guys want to check out some articles that we talked about in this episode, they will be cited in the description of this episode below. And yeah, thank you guys again for listening and we'll see you next week.